Hello and welcome to On the Drive Home. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm the player to his ready one, <laughs> Katie. <laughs> Off to a great start here, Oh folks. yeah, it was great. It took me all day to think about that one. <laughs> all day. So we just saw Steven Spielberg's latest uh, joint, as he likes to call him. Uh, ready player that? one. No, that's that's a Spike Lee thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Spielberg's new movie. Yeah, Ready, ready player, player One, one. based off here. of a book by Ernest Klein. Yep. Um, um star- starring Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, um, and I think uh, the evil guy. His name is Ben. That Men- guy from Rogue One. Yeah, it is. Yeah, his name is Ben Mendelsohn. But the thing is, he looks kind of like to me the. The principal from uh, Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club. Yep. is what he looked like. And also, um, I thought that the main actor kid looked a lot like uh, a young, a young adolescent yeah. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Which I kind of wonder if that's narcissistic We're going to talk about what. that in a minute. Um, also, T.J. Miller, you get to hear his voice. And really Simon Pegg. And Simon Pegg, yeah. Um, T.J. Miller was really funny. Actually, he was, yeah. And I wouldn't say he saved the movie, but he no. it was fun. And Zach Penn and Ernest Klein, I believe, both looks like they both wrote the screenplay, but it was also mm-hmm. based off the book by Ernest Klein, which you yeah. listened to. So, yeah, I did the yeah. audio book. And yeah. then, so I, I read the book. In a sense, and then Katie has not, so you no. can understand both of our perspectives. So we have a book perspective and an unbook perspective. So yeah. which one should go first here? I think you should go first. Oh. Ladies first. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> well, let's see. So what did you think, Kate? Eh. Eh. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> to put it simply, I did not like it. Okay, that's yeah. fine. I didn't like it. I. I, um, I, I think the woman mind would have trouble comprehending oh, of course, yeah. the intricacies of this. Oh, yeah, the woman mind, because this... maybe I'm not so fascinated by all the lights and pretty people <laughs> and stuff like that, and the and the horrible way the animation, the way they moved and stuff like that, you yeah. know? I, I wasn't distracted by that at all, no. Yeah, that's one thing not. that, I mean, it's kind of, this is one movie where they can actually kind of do it and get away with it, where they... You know, the vast majority of the movie is just completely animated. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because you're in this virtual world. But it, it's still, it's like, it's it's hard to sell dramatic, um, uh, uh, you know, moments with cartoons, essentially. Um, yeah. And, and you can do it. I mean, we've seen it done before, but, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's harder. But... I don't know. I, I, I didn't think that it was as bad as it could have been. Like, it wasn't like watching Speak of the Devil, Rogue One, where you see, you know, Grandma Tarkin <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and Carrie bad. Fisher and yes. everything. Like, those were terrible. Those were pretty bad, but, you know, I liked Rogue One better than this film. So. Wow. I, I did like Rogue One better. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I know. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, how would you compare this one to Phantom Menace? Uh, or not Phantom Menace, excuse me, Force Awakens. Say, oh, Force Awakens? Yeah. Gosh, that's a bad question. <laughs> I mean, it's a really so good it's, one. So it's like it's a really tie? Think. Maybe I think I'd like this one a little more because it's a little more imaginative. Okay. Okay, but that's what I wanted to get to. I think what really bothered me about this movie was, first of all, I'm ticked off with Spielberg for his comments with Netflix. Well, you can't. Take and that I know, and, I know, and I use know. that against the movie. I know, I can't. So, that aside, though, uh-huh. <laughs> um, even though I have a little hatred towards him right now, yeah. um, the movie, though, 
it actually had some really pretty parts, you know, but it was too, there's too much nostalgic stuff going on with pop culture. It was almost just so over, over bombarded by mm -hmm. stuff. It was almost like, what's the point of the story? Okay, I understand. Well, how the story goes. So this guy creates this thing called the Oasis, which is like a virtual reality world. And you mm -hmm. can be anything, do anything you want, you know. And um, the guy that And the reason why it, it's so popular is because the world sucks. It's like a dystopian yeah. future with this one kind of and, you know, shining they really, thing. They didn't really go too much into death with that. No, they, they just didn't. went into his little dystopian area. They didn't yeah. show the whole world. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Um, so you can go do whatever you want. And um, apparently the creator of the Oasis has died, and he left, um, there, he made a little game where he had to find three keys, and whoever finds these three keys can control the Oasis, or has total control of the Oasis and all of his money, mm -hmm. and he's like a gazillionaire, yeah. or whatever, and um, so now everyone in the whole world is trying to play his game and find those keys. And we have to focus on this one guy, and wouldn't you know it, does he find the keys? Well, well <laughs> that's would, the point of the movie. It would be a very <laughs> odd story if, if they were, like, taking right? Joe Schmo that I, never does anything. I just kind of wondered, like, they should focus on a movie about the spectator on the... Yeah. <laughs> on the hero, like, oh, look at the hero go. And, and a completely yeah. different side note, um, they actually did that on this game called Half-Life that came yeah. out years ago, where the first game, you play this engineer and he goes through this whole entire adventure, and that's that's the point of the game. And then they made an expansion pack for it where you play the security guard that's just working the day that all this <laughs> stuff goes, because they, like, open a portal to this alien yeah. world and everything. Yeah. So, like... You play the security guard that day, and then they made another expansion pack where you play uh, just an army soldier that comes in to like try to contain the area. So it was it was a really unique cool. way of doing it. I but like that. the security guard yeah. was, yeah, exactly what you're saying. They just like take that. some random dude. Yeah, <laughs> watches. That's just pretty cool. But um, let's see. So, so that's basis of the story, and apparently the whole oasis, everyone in the oasis, no matter who you are. No matter what time period you were born in, you like the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. And everything is 80s and 90s references. Matter of fact... Although although that was primarily what they did in the book, which they, they definitely do in this movie, but yeah. they've added... Like, there was video game and movie characters yeah. from the last 20 years as well, including things that are brand new from, like, a couple years ago in this yeah. film. I, yeah, you're probably right. But they, that, that's what they're doing, is they're trying to just inject as much pop culture as they could. And, of course, he the main character... Because everyone loves the 80s, but he's the only one with a DeLorean. <laughs> but everyone else loves the 80s. No one else has one either. They explain know? that in the book. Yeah. But whatever. They do That's explain okay. that in yeah, the book? Because yeah. I guess Back to the Future is not as popular. No, know? no, no. It was a, uh, a an extremely difficult car to get a hold of. <gasps> and he he actually didn't have it at the beginning of the of the book. Yeah. Uh, he, he had... Uh, to get the first key and get all this money and win all this yeah. notoriety to be able to, to to get it. I just think it's kind of funny. Everyone loves the 80s. So, of course, DeLorean. Yeah, you know, like everybody would have had a DeLorean. And yeah. he's the only one yeah. with a DeLorean. Well, anyways, so... It's definitely the type of movie where you cannot... You cannot... You have to turn your brain off because otherwise... You really do. You're yeah. going to just see so many little things that are just going to bug you. But here's the thing. It was actually... 
it was actually spectacular in some scenes, you know, uh, the way that the animation, it was really great, but there were parts that bothered me where it's, I don't know, you saw them walking kind of funky, the facial yeah. expressions, like he's trying, and this, there's this thing where he meets a girl named Artemis and he falls in love with her and his avatar is trying to tell her avatar he loves her, but there's no, it's all deadpan. It's like, there's no <laughs> emotion. And that bothered me a little bit with the animation. Yeah. But the thing is, I can't blame them because that's super hard stuff to get right. You yeah. can't, it's almost impossible at this mm-hmm. moment to get it right. You know, I think the technology is just not there. Yeah. But it was still, there was little things like that that bothered me. But there were some scenes that were quite beautiful. And then but there then again, there were, there were scenes with the actual actors where, like, remember the scene where they <laughs> were, like, interrogating the, the main bad guy? Yeah. And then it was just poorly acted anyway. So even I, when they had the I real actors. I leaned, I leaned over to Maya and I was like, that was excellent acting. <laughs> <laughs> He's acting He's now. He's acting now. <laughs> um, but there were some scenes I thought were actually kind of beautiful. And then there were some scenes that were so disorienting, like the whole car thing, the very beginning. I think they're yeah. just trying to grab your attention, which is cool. I don't mind movies trying to grab you, you know, with a really great scene in the beginning. But it was so, it was just so messy. I would it was like to messy. touch on that too, because when they started doing it, like they 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 more or less give you a quick synopsis of where the main character's at, and then they jump right to this huge action sequence. Yeah. And it's like you don't have any time to really uh, identify with with, him. with the character, yeah. so there's no there's no connection whatsoever. So you're just watching this, and there's no yeah. dramatic like, you know, anchor pulling yeah. you to have interest in it. So it's just like watching a bunch of flashing lights and stuff, yeah. and it's cool. But and I know that I'm gonna probably turn people off on this reference, but the beginning of Speed Racer. I thought that they did a great job with because they show you see this kid and he's like in this race car race and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. No big deal. You don't really care. But throughout the first race, like they keep jumping back to a different point in time where his older brother is doing this same race and it shows their connection and how he grew up with them and how he loves them and all this stuff. So that by the time you you finish this opening sequence, you have this like dramatic pull. Mm-hmm. with the character and the understanding of what he's racing and who he's racing for and mm-hmm. why he does what he does. And it's like, oh, it was really, really good. A lot of people hated that movie, but regardless, that scene you know, itself is really neat. Movie. I didn't mind it. I liked it. I didn't think it was it's, excellent. It's but not it was for everybody. But like this movie didn't have that. Like it just had this yeah. really big action sequence that's cool in its own right. But it's like without without any kind of Substance. Substance. It's just, it's just, you know, jingling keys in front of somebody's face. Yeah, and I couldn't follow it. I, I maybe I don't know if I'm just getting old or what, but it bothered me. No, (laughs) it really did. I'm just like, what? Old lady Kate. I know, old lady Kate. The movies. Oh, you young whippersnappers, you don't know good movies (laughs) in the eighties. In the eighties, those were the movies. (laughs) That's when real film was art. We had Breakfast Club. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, it, it, I didn't, it didn't really go with me very well. I almost feel like Spielberg was kind of stepping out of his element a little bit. Like, and they tried to have some funny lines here and there. I don't know. Some of the jokes fell very flat. The acting was horrible. That that guy, the young guy, just was like. Oh, God, how did you get this? <laughs> Why are you here? Because he looks like Spielberg. <laughs> Apparently, that's all he's got going for him. There is this, this, like I said, the one scene I was talking to you about, he just... 
It's kind of like, that's the take you decided that's, to use? That's the... Is that the best? Yeah. Out of all the ones you probably did? They, they probably even had really good takes with them, and they were like, that's the one you're going to use? The, yeah, okay. It just, it just, you could just tell he was just, it was fate. Uh, yeah. It just, I, anyways, I feel like this movie just relied so much on pop culture references and less than the story. And I'm going to go into some spoilers here. Spoiler time. Well, I don't know if this is really a spoiler, but there's a giant war. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was the point of the war? At the very end? Yeah. Uh, so you have to find the three keys. Right. So uh, once the main bad guys find the, the, the location the of last the last key, key mm-hmm. they're trying to make it so that nobody else can get to it, so that they have ownership of it, because okay. they're just cycling through all of their people to try to, to access the key. So they put up that giant force field. So now the main character calls upon everybody over the oasis to be like hey we got to stop this you know corporation from trying to access the last key so everybody show up here and let's okay. try to take down this force so field. here's the thing it's you're in the oasis and you're out partying and doing your thing and there's this guy's like hey for me to get the last key to the force field come fight with me everyone i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna let you fight i'm gonna i'm gonna let you in on a little secret here kate okay. i i have dabbled in in the video games <laughs> yes uh, it's entirely plausible what happened. Okay, maybe. I just... It, it just didn't seem... I don't know. It seemed forced. It's like, hey, let's just make a nice battle scene. Okay. And okay, he... let me let me put it this way. Um, whenever you see uh, online petitions for stuff, do you ever see online petitions for people being like, you know, we really need to get a, a better water infrastructure for the drainage in Ridgewood Hills? So let's all get together and sign this petition so that the government acts on this. Or do you see petitions about um, we need to stop Farah from showing up on Teen Mom because she said a racist <laughs> comment? That's I think the, I that kind of it, it's okay. the same sort of thing. All I know is he had no intention of doing any of that. And his little girlfriend goes, you got to start the war, man. Or something, or you gotta make a battle, and he's like, "Okay." And then, he, then he goes on his soapbox and proclaims how they all need to fight this corporate guy. It's just a. It's pretty generic, yeah. I, I just, I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, you see, you see other people come, and all of a sudden, he stands on a rock with a boombox from Say Anything. That was just they just had music. to. Was it him that did the yes. boombox, or yes, was it somebody it was. else? Yeah. It was him. And I'm like, And they really? didn't even play the Say Anything song. No. I guess it wouldn't have worked if they would have played that song. No. Instead, they played the yeah. We're Not Gonna Take It. Yeah. And, and they didn't even, didn't like, realize, blast that. They didn't, didn't even blast the no. song. It seemed, like, way too quiet. And I didn't realize everyone was so oppressed from this one company where they are not going to take it anymore. I don't... I mean... <laughs> yeah, okay. That's my beef with did this you, movie. Did you walk out of the theater at the point where... Um, uh, the the main bad guy was showing what he wanted to do with the oasis, just like make it into this big massive, you know, advertisement sort of thing. But that well, I don't know if you I because uh, I don't know if you stepped out during that part or not. Maybe I don't know. I, I had to go to the bathroom at some point. Yeah. In the movie, so. But yeah. uh, <laughs> they made a, a joke, which is kind of the only real reason why we're told to hate this company and this guy. Well, not this guy. He has his own reasons to be disliked, but this company in general is because they're trying to take the oasis they want to win the 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 easter egg so that they can turn into this you know advertising oasis where they actually make this joke and they say that apparently you know you can cover somebody's screen up to 80 percent before it induces a seizure because everybody's in vr glasses 
So that's that's kind of what their idea was, is they just want to make it this yeah. advertised run-based thing similar to the internet, which they don't do in the book. The book, it's just he's going to ruin it for other reasons. But Well, he's yeah. a bad guy, I guess. And I, I couldn't tell which direction they're going with this movie. Sometimes they seem serious, and then they seem jokey and kiddy. Mm-hmm. There, I almost was like, okay, what what is this? Is this a family movie or is it a serious movie? I mean, where where are we going? Yeah, I don't yeah, because they couple... they they have they have like all of the action sequences and all of the 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 teenage uh, love interest stuff. Yeah, and then they have like life meaning stuff that yeah. seems overly sentimental. Um, and then all of a sudden they have like a little kid like I'm a ninja, don't touch me, I'm a ninja. Yeah. don't hug me, and it's like. I don't, I don't know. know. He didn't seemed, bother me. That, seemed, that just seemed a little bit kid jokey to have, like a kid joke yeah, or whatever yeah. to have in a serious movie. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know. In my opinion, you wouldn't throw a kid joke like that in an adult movie, I guess, because it wasn't funny. It was like awkward. Yeah. No one well, laughed. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. If, anyways, okay. I feel like I give a lot of beef about this movie. What's your beef with uh, it? I was expecting it to just be god awful. And. And I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised because I, I, I actually didn't come out hating it at all. I was like, "Hey, that was all right." <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like I, singing yeah. trumpets, you know, to the amazement of this movie. But it's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm actually kind of amazed that they that they did as good of a job. Because one of the 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 neat things about the book is that I read the description of the book on Wikipedia before I actually listen to the book and I was just like this is going to be a train wreck this sounds so stupid and it just because it, it it goes into all of these things that I hate where it's pop culture references for the sake of sake of pop culture but you know going through the actual book it's like it makes you feel like you're a part of the club and you know my age group and just who I am I am a part of that club that that mm-hmm. has always sort of made these jokes and, and references amongst friends and stuff but when it becomes like a pop culture thing it's it, it it makes it like generic and it taints it it takes away the the funness of it to me mm-hmm. so to see something that's like really really popular do that it, it takes it away maybe that's just like punk rock mentality or something but i don't i don't like it um but the book made you feel like you were a part of the club again and it's like oh this is really cool i like this did the movie make you feel like the movie the movie kind of did too it didn't okay. make me feel like they were doing it for the sake of doing it. I mean, some of the things they did, and it's weird because, uh, like, they, they do a whole sequence uh, in the movie The Shining in this movie, oh, which God. they didn't... They they didn't do. They didn't do that, that in the book at all. The Shining was oh, never... God. I mean, maybe there was a passing reference, but they didn't do anything like that. that. And it was one of those things where I'm watching it, and it, it, it definitely, like, that was probably the most kind of heavy-handed you know, reference for the sake of reference thing that I got. And I'm also sitting there thinking, like, if Kubrick was alive today, would he, like, bitch slap Spielberg? But apparently Spielberg and Kubrick were really good friends, so I guess Spielberg would know that he would be okay with it. But then again, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I, I can't imagine Kubrick walking out of that theater being like, yeah, thanks, Steven, that really does justice to one of my films. um, AI, right? Yeah. That was a, a Kubrick movie originally. It was. And then Spielberg took, put his hands on it because I think Kubrick, Kubrick, Kubrick died. Kubrick died, yeah. And you and Spielberg tell... wanted to make it to like, I guess, almost like a, a way of grieving his friend or something. Well, and you could tell yeah. how it's, it's not bad a Spielberg it was. Movie. That, and I think, I think Kubrick could have made it so much 
Oh, of course, uh, yeah. Uh, you know. But yeah, like, I, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't come away thinking that it was terrible. I still enjoyed it. Um, yeah. One of the big things that I really kind of got frustrated with was there was a lot of the over-sentimentality stuff, and it, they kind of jump around on it, too, where, like, oh, it's about finding a love person. Oh, well, no, it's just friendship, and kind of doesn't seem like it has a logical, or not a logical path, but yeah. it doesn't seem like it has a straight line. Um, and then one of the big things, this doesn't spoil anything, but at the end of the movie, they... Uh, <laughs> They, they decide that they're going to close down the Oasis on Tuesdays and Thursdays so that people can, you know, get into reality. And all I'm thinking is, huh, that's kind of a an old man mentality of like, we got to get these kids outside. And it's like, yeah, it's like, well, why, 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 why would you say this, Hollywood? Why not be like, well, we're not going to have the theaters open on Fridays and Saturdays anymore because we want people to go outside. Exactly. Or right? we're gonna we're gonna shut off the internet and electricity on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays yeah, so that people can exactly. go out. It's kind of like why don't why don't you just chill out and let people do what they're gonna hey, do? Yeah, Hollywood, start the movement. All yeah, right? really. <laughs> start it if you're pro- if you're like saying you should do this because we need to get outside. I think they would. Hey, they're already complaining about losing money now to Netflix. I bet they love it if we yeah. all go outside instead of go to the movies. Yeah, and I, and it's one of those things. I almost made the reference to being like, "Why don't you just shut down Netflix on Thursdays and Fridays?" But yeah. they, they, Hollywood would love that because oh, yeah, they, they hate, will, yeah, they they hate Netflix. But especially Spielberg at this moment. Yeah, so regardless yeah. of, I don't think he hates Netflix. He just doesn't think that they should be notarized in the same way, which you know is just kind of silly. I think. What do you think, I don't hey? think Hollywood likes the idea that people aren't going to the movies and they can stay at home because they lose money. And yeah. so I think he's in the same boat as his Hollywood business buddies. He's going to lose money too because people can just stay at home. And I don't think, I think they're all scared and they all don't like it. So they're going to say whatever they can to put it down. Yeah. And I that th- just I- makes me want to get a big home theater, get in my pajamas, yeah. and never leave. <laughs> <laughs> just watch movies does, on Netflix. That's right. It <laughs> that's does kind of feel like, like, Spielberg and yeah. it's weird because I respect Spielberg I respect Christopher Nolan um, but they but those comments really bothered they me. do have yeah. a bunch of like kind of old timey views in my mind and it, it's it's almost like you can think of like a castle where they're like inside of it and they're really trying to keep their walled garden tinted or you know maintained perfectly and everything and yeah. there's just the coming army on the outside that's knocking on the door and shaking the pillars and everything and it's like you guys no, it's... Well, you know what happens yeah. to businesses and stuff? They don't go with the times like that. They go under. Yeah. So, I mean, Blockbuster, you know, you know stuff like that. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, so enough of that, though. Um, but Ready Player One, I mean, I, I will admit to you, yeah, it, it, it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I think a younger generation probably might like it. I don't because I feel like a lot of hipsters and stuff like that all love, like, this old 80s prop, yeah. uh, reference stuff and everything. And, you know, um, I think, like... You know, young kids would probably really like it. And, you know, there's some parts I liked. The whole Gundam thing and the whole, like, Dragon Ball thing. I thought it was pretty cool, you know. But I definitely think that... I don't need a whole movie of just that. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, it's okay to throw things like that in here and there, but it's like, base your whole story on just pop culture. It's kind of sad because, we're what, you're not imaginative enough to think of something new, to make more culture, you know? I mean, to make more references for the future yeah we can't just why can't we come up with new stuff that other generations will be like yeah look at that that was so cool instead of oh wow look at this movie that reflects on another generation yeah. of movies I, I mean 
that's what I, I would like to see something that's going to make more pop culture than, you know. I agree. I, I do think that this idolize is old ones. This is like our generation Gen X is like beating over the heads like with a sledgehammer of all the millennials like. She kids, it was better when we were yeah. back in our See day. How cool it was? Yeah. We had music. We had Ghostbusters and, and Battle Toads. And... Yeah. Yeah. We knew how to make stories then. You guys just know how to make twos and threes now. I kind of wonder if, like, <laughs> the the millennials are, like, pissed off that Gen Xers are, like, shoving this stuff down their throat so much. But I guess some of them, you know, probably enjoy it. But I, want, I yeah. don't know. There's probably just, like, everything. Some people enjoy it. Some people don't. Well, where are you going to rate this movie? Or do we go first? Or... Uh, I'm going to give it a three. I'm giving it a two. Yeah, that seems yeah. about right. It. I, I actually feel like this is a forgettable movie. Yeah? I really do. I mean, I'm not going to be like, when I think of Spielberg, I'm not going to be thinking of this movie. I'm probably going to be thinking of like, this is probably when Spielberg was the post. down. The Post. Oh, I didn't even see that. Did we see that one? <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we didn't. What are you going to be thinking about when you think Spielberg? Are you going to be thinking... No, um, I mean, I think of like Schindler's List. I think of um, E.T. Uh, what was that flying movie? Flying movie? Yeah, he did that movie with the people that flew the planes. It was like no, Always. No, that, that was George Lucas. Always? No, no, no. Remember the movie Always? Yeah, that it was, was like in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. that was a good one. That was like when he died on the plane, and he was, his ghost was after his uh, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, no, that that was a good movie. That I like. When that I movie. think of Spielberg's, I think of walkie-talkies and FBI agents' hands. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a dude with, that's like the main bad guy. He's holding a gun at the end of this movie, and I'm like, so what? In ten years, is he gonna put a walkie-talkie in his hand instead? <laughs> And be like, oh, that was a bad decision of mine. Bad decision. No, I think I've similar to classic Spielberg. I think like Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. Did you notice the um, the Jurassic Park T Rex in this I, movie? I did notice the T Rex and yeah. King Kong and you know. And I they never... they did use the old school King Kong, which I thought was nice. That was cool. They yeah. they could yeah. have like gone with the newer one. No, they did. And old they did the original, which yeah. was really cool to see. Um, but yeah, the thing is, like I said, I just don't like. It's like Family Guy, you know. People are gonna hate me for saying this, but Family Guy, the reason why I think people like it because it just focuses just on pop culture stuff. There's no origin, and I don't feel like there's a lot of originality with some parts with it, you know. I I definitely know that there's some actual jokes in Family Guy, and some of them are really amazing, but a lot of the jokes are just references, and they're not even yeah. like references that yeah. are uh, that make sense in the context of what they're talking about. They're just like the equivalent of like. Hey, we don't have a joke here. So remember the Kool Aid guy? And it's like that's not funny. That's just yeah. They just throw him in there. That's just nostalgia, like yeah, dirty nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, and I just feel like this movie was just like that, in a way. It's like let's just throw a whole bunch of stuff in, a lot of lights, flashy things. Hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? And I did cringe. Though, I'm not gonna lie for it's the like whole a... thing with, uh, the Shining. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why, but that whole scene just made me cringe. Yeah, it it so much. It really felt disrespectful. Felt forced. Like especially like yeah. they put the guy in room two three seven, and he's like following the girls around the house and it's just, or the hotel and it yeah. it does kind of feel disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't think it was all that of a great move personally, but I'm not a Hollywood. 
Exactly you're not a Hollywood character. elite Kate. I, I'm not. You don't. So. You don't have several Oscars to tell this you otherwise. This is true. I instead I have a bunch of movies with you downstairs. That's right. You know, and we have this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> so. Till next time. <laughs>